Can I say we'll give it up? Nick and Allison yes. of 528 Live, welcome. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Uh, thank you, Brian Chartrand. Thank you guys for coming over. Uh, this is a first mm. for me. This is the first uh, three-way that I've ever been in. Oh really? Yeah. Really? I'm I'm oh. sad because we're the same age. It's not the first three-way. <laughs> no. I've been okay. In. Okay. Okay. You yeah. know what? This is this is for the kids. But happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. <laughs> it's it's not for the kids. Though. I hope our children aren't listening. I mean, I, I have kids, and they should not listen to this. <laughs> Don't please tune off now, kids. This is not family. This is friendly. not for you. This, this is, is not, not for my earmuffs, te- not for the please. teenagers. Oh God. Um, five two eight live. Okay. So, five two eight live. I feel like I had I have been a part of house concerts before, okay. but this whole concept of the porch concert, I feel like. Well, first of all, had you guys have you guys been to other house concerts prior to starting this thing that you did? Never. We have not been to anything like this. Really? No. Yes. So you had no idea what you were even doing, kind of getting into what 528 has become. No, literally no idea what whatsoever. So, I mean, Allison, I, I would say arguably this was initially your idea. What did you think that would be? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Okay, so if we want to get into like how it started, it was, you know, COVID started and I mean, musicians did not have any jobs. Gigs completely stopped. Everything shut down. Actually, so when COVID started, you and Kim used to very aggressively FaceTime me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which was like not a thing at the time. It would have, I don't even know if I'd ever FaceTime Kim before that, but it would just be like a Tuesday at three o'clock and you guys would just FaceTime me and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just working. What are you guys doing? Yeah. So you guys would aggressively FaceTime me all the time because you didn't have any gigs to play. Right, right. um, And then eventually I was like, you guys, I we live in the most beautiful little community and have the most gorgeous little porch. Yes. And are friends with all of our neighbors and there's no gigs to play. I was like, I feel like if you guys come and perform on my porch, I can post it on next door and stuff and get people to tip you. So I feel like it took a lot of, I think then I started aggressively FaceTiming you guys. <laughs> I mean, like, this is a thing. You should come. Right. You should come. And it probably took a minute. But eventually, I broke you guys. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. And <laughs> broke us down just right. over yeah. time. I just, it took some time. Well, but, but it's, it's interesting to me that you hadn't experienced uh, something similar. Like, the house concert is something that I've been doing for many, many years. And, mm-hmm. and I love it because... Um, it's not a club setting. So a club setting is more like, you know, music forward, you know, you, you want to deliver a show, let's say that it has high impact, you know, you never get a chance to talk about the song, you know, so the club setting versus the house concert setting to me, I prefer the house concert setting because as a songwriter, I love to bring people into the song before I sing it because as a first-time casual listener, you don't necessarily hear the nuance of the lyric or understand where it came from, right? So it's an opportunity as a songwriter um, to dig a little bit deeper than a casual performance would do. So I had, I've had i had that experience, and then when you said, well, let's just have you play on the porch, I wondered if it was because you also loved that entry into the music. I mean, it would be good if I said yes, but I thought it would be very magical. So there, no. <laughs> well, all right. I want to go. I want to go back because I obviously know that you two guys are big fans of music, and I was wondering if you could share um, an early musical memory. Now, mm. Allison, I know that your father has has an incredible uh, vinyl. Uh, collection mm-hmm. which you have inherited and I've been a part of being able to listen to and that's a lot of the music that I grew up listening to so I'm wondering if you could share uh, um, some early musical memories or maybe a band that really spoke to you and maybe why it spoke to you let's start there yeah so 
I mean, I grew up just listening to the most incredible music. My parents are both music lovers, you know, went to Woodstock and... No shit? I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom, just total hippie. Was she like a New England lady? Yeah, yeah. She lived back east. Where, where? Do you know? She lived in Maine. Okay. Yeah, she grew up, was born in Ohio, Iowa, somewhere, I don't know. There's an O and there's an Iowa uh somewhere in there, yeah. But that's not a Maine. But then she lived in Maine. But then, then she, she lived in Portland. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep, yep. Then she lived <laughs> in, in Portland. In Portland, Maine. Yeah, yeah. She lived in Portland, Maine. Great and town. yeah, just, you know, she was just such, both my parents were such hippies yeah. and just music lovers. So I just, I'm so thankful for just growing up in a house that constantly had music playing. Yeah. I remember being really little with my brother and sister running, like, one of my earliest childhood memories is running around dancing, singing, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Just. <laughs> Three little white kids dancing to James Brown, like, and that was our life. It was just listening to incredible music. And I remember being in high school and I redid my mom's back deck and she bought me like a disc man and Mm. said, I know if I get you music, you will do anything I want you to. Yes. (laughs) Perfect barter. It feeds my soul. So if I have good tunes, I can deep clean my whole house i can redo a whole deck whatever so and i mean just was you know growing up in a house that really really appreciated and loved music that instilled that in me yeah and i i I think on my end it's it's really this this is nick speaking by the way for for this is this is not allison this is this is nick speaking um you know i think uh you know on allison's side you know they have some you know they have people that play music and you know allison's dad Plays music. Your brother plays oh, music. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, that was going to be my follow-up question. <laughs> okay, oh, that was going to be a follow-up question. So, no, no, it's cool. But we- I, so uh, you know, on my end, you know, I, you know, when I think about music, it is, you know, it's a hundred percent sitting in my parents' garage. My dad. I'll just say my dad's garage, and he's doing. A, we're, you know, we're hunters and fish, fishermen and stuff like that. So you're in the garage. You're you're reloading shotgun shells you're doing all these things but there's always like a there's always a radio sitting in the corner and yeah. it's always in in that you know brian you and i are the same age it's classic rock playing the gra- yeah. background it's steve miller band it's yeah. fog hat it's led zeppelin yeah. yeah it's all these different things and so yeah. just sit in the garage with my dad listen to all this classic rock all the time yeah and you know there was always the scenario where you know i came home after school my dad's sitting there. He's he's got his cans on. Yeah. He's he's got his system there that I never touched, of course, because if I touched any knob yeah. on that, if I twisted anything and tried to figure out what input was what, my dad would come home and just be like, "Hey, were you fucking with my stereo?" <laughs> Obviously, Sorry. yes, I was. Yeah, um, but it was. I mean, it was it was vinyl. It was. I, it was just just all the time. It was just nothing but music playing all the time. And this is this is. Um this isn't in Phoenix. This is in California. No, no, no. This is in this Nevada. Is, this is in Nevada. So I yeah. grew up in Carson City, Nevada, like yeah. Lake Tahoe area. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know that that really matters. But, well, uh, I, just that just that a lot of the folks that I speak to on this podcast are not from here. And I think yeah. that that still informs a lot of the music that you grew up listening to. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And another thing that I love to talk about is how siblings affected the music that you listen to. Like, mm-hmm. I have two older brothers. They were listening to very different music than I was. Yeah. So you mentioned some siblings. I didn't. I you mentioned, didn't. I mentioned you Allison mentioned, siblings. Allison siblings. So I, I, have, I have one younger sibling who is nine years, nine years younger than me. But the same thing. It's really about just, I mean... We we grew up in environments where our parents were yeah. like music was the focus. Yeah, I'm like I remember as a kid, and my parents had their friends. We'd go over there for dinner, or whatever it was, and what they did was they sat they sat around and listened to music. Right. And I remember these days of you know my dad was very much classic rock, but I remember the days of going over to my parents' friend's house and they're listening to Michael McDonald, yeah. Steve Miller Band. I love it. And did either of you ever? want to play a musical instrument did you like take piano lessons or anything like that oh i did (laughs) (laughs) you you wanted to or you did yeah both so i took piano lessons but i didn't learn how to read music so yeah me neither that's real hard yeah 
but I could a little bit hear something and play it. And it's, it sucks because my father and my brother are both incredible musicians. Like, really? I mean, literally they can play any instrument. My brother's, my, my brother has a, you know, a banjo, a whatever, a Is harmonica. he younger or older? He's three years younger uh. and he can, he has an incredible singing voice. So does my father. They can both play guitar, play the piano, play the piccolo, pi- piccolo, piccolo, yeah, piccolo, 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 mm-hmm. Um, play the harmonica just they literally can pick up any instrument hear yeah. a song and just figure it out yeah. and repeat it and i've always been so incredibly jealous so yeah. i thought like i don't have to learn how to read music because i'm just right. i'm just gonna be this musical prodigy like my father <laughs> turns out i wasn't at all so <laughs> so what did you do you took piano lessons for a minute and then i sucked so right. oh because you wouldn't yeah. because you would because i couldn't figure right. out how read, to read music, read music and right. i like learned how to like i could hear a couple songs but it's like real complicated if you don't learn right. how to read the music of the piano right actually right. when covid started i bought a piano and was like i'm gonna do this and then like two weeks later i was like oh this i can't yeah. that keyboard we got rid of yeah we got rid of it yeah. recently i you know sometimes dreams are crushed and thanks for bringing that up <laughs> no problem <laughs> and then for a hot second in probably middle school i decided i wanted to play the trombone oh that is by the way super sexy oh super different from the skin float <laughs> which i'm but, really good at but, but trombone okay. not so much also true <laughs> also did you see how i'm holding this microphone I, look at my technique <laughs> both hands so trombone, oh, not as... This is in high school? N- probably middle school. Okay. I think it was middle school. Yeah. So my poor mom. Right. She's so great because, yeah. you know, she got a piano when I decided it. When I decided I want to play piano, we got a piano. When I decided I want to play the trombone, I got a trombone. Wow. And, That's great, though. No, she's... I mean, great that they were so supportive. Oh, absolutely. You know? 100%. Anything I wanted to do, they would support. It just, you know... Yeah. If, I wasn't good at either, so <laughs> it didn't last very long. <laughs> Which for the trombone especially was probably better. <laughs> but I was always really jealous because my both my right. brother and my dad could just do anything, play Pick anything, it up and, and sing. Play. And yeah. years ago, I was like, I should take singing lessons, and it it didn't go as well as I had hoped. <laughs> and I mean, and they do. We've we've been hanging out at the house, and between your brother and your dad, they'll just sit there at the piano or grab the guitar and start playing which is amazing yeah yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're very very talented yeah and so music it sounds like music was a big part or maybe not a big part of of growing up but you immediately connected to music in a way uh, that was that goes beyond kind of a casual listener and whether you know you translated that that love and that passion into an instrument it obviously has affected um, your appreciation of live performance, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. My my question is this: I mean, you you said you know you guys started five two eight live to fill a void, uh, kind of locally. Um, you had never even experienced a house concert, a, a, a similar setting, and yet you decide to open up your home and your porch to local musicians because we didn't have really any other options. And I'm just curious, I mean, how did that play out? Because, listen, uh, it wasn't like I was putting um, things together so out-of-work bartenders could, could, could do something. But you guys obviously had a passion for music and you had a space to allow it to happen. Um, what was it what was it for you like the, the beyond you know putting us to work or whatever was there a further thing beyond that yeah i mean music music especially live music just feeds my soul i mean mm. going going to see live music it's part of a weekly or at very least monthly pre-covid thing for me mm-hmm. um very 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 regular thing so then when that stopped it was like oh man i have to like listen to spotify or the radio or you know it, it it was awful because mm. I, I love that. I just, I love live music. So does Nick. It's just, well, I, I was going to say, I mean, we all know the difference between live music and sitting in your home. And I mean, we're, we're clearly all lovers of music. Um, whether we're performers like Brian or it's just us sitting in our home, listening to live music, we're all lovers of live music. 
And there's a clear difference between um, just going on Spotify and sitting there for the evening and listening to some sort of mix, which we enjoy, of course. But being in that environment and listening to performers like you, Brian, and listening to you basically, you know, pour out your soul Mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And like the way you want to communicate with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, so that's a, that's a, that's a big difference between just sitting around. We're lovers of music between we're lovers of, we want to sit there in front of you and just go, Hey, well, what is it? What is this? Well, I think the distinction to be made here is that, yeah, let's say you love music. Yeah, let's say you love live music. The next step is welcoming that to your home, right? That's a yeah. big, that's a step further than 99.99% of the population, especially last year, yeah. really put together. So th- this isn't just a passion and a love of music. This is This is something that goes deeper than that. This is a love of the community of musicians and yeah you know you love it you know but you're now you're opening your home uh and you know your community is 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 being a part of it and there's a whole nother level to what you guys did with 528 live that i think is important to recognize and one thing i I wanted to talk about or at least bring up was that was it the phoenix new times that that did what the best uh, live music venues yeah, was it the, the new hottest, times or the yeah the new times yeah. the hottest live music venue in yeah. Phoenix of twenty twenty and you is guys it, oh, is, oh, a, oh, is a parch no okay so there was two different things the the Phoenix the new times did an article that was yes the yes. hottest the hottest right. live music venue is but a, but you were nominated also to, to for the best live music venue of last year and where was that was that, that was Phoenix magazine so Phoenix that was something different yeah yep the hottest the best live music venue well, of 2020 and I think that the beautiful thing and we've talked about this before is that of all of the fucking venues listed you were the only one on the list that actually <laughs> had live music. I didn't want to be like, hey, I That's, mean, obviously we're the, you can only vote for us because we were the only ones that were open. That I mean, doing, I don't want to be a dick, but. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that that's what should be obvious out of the I entire mean, I thing. A, I was did a like, post that was like, hey, I don't want to brag, the, but the, we're the only ones that were open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say the best live music venue was the only, only. live music venue. I know. And how did that shit pan out? You had my votes, by the way. And I Thank say you. votes plural because I did it more than oh, once. Oh, I mean, we have also you. have several email addresses. So um, <laughs> we don't know. So we should we'll find out soon though we yeah i think it's like um their june july issue okay. that comes out like the third week of june post the winners yep cool i'm gonna try to get the inside scoop though i have a i had a contact there and i'm gonna email because i'm legit dying to know <laughs> no we we have to know <laughs> i have to know yeah i mean literally because we feel like there's a legitimate chance here that somehow we could end up being considered the best live mu- music venue of 2020. Which would blow Which, my mind. It's ridiculous. But it's our, our, it's our front yard. porch. I know. But let's just talk about this in like realistic terms. You were the only operating live music venue. Yes. And there were some... Listen, I played a lot of those stages on that list, and I love them all dearly. Oh, no. But, we, but we, last year... We've all attended all of those mm-hmm. venues. Those yeah. are my favorite venues. But last Absolutely. year, that was it. Last year, we were you the know? only ones. Come so. on. I think that's a sexy thing. Um, I wanted to ask, what do you think sets 528 apart from the other venues on that list? Oh, I mean... Outside of the kind of clear, lo- clearly logistical, you know, but but what... Sure, outside of COVID. Uh, no, no, well, no. Outside of the bring your own booze and cheese well, and crackers. Well, and- no, I just mean like outside of what a traditional venue is. Obviously... You're, we're on your porch. The community shows up, but but what beyond that sets you apart from these other music venues? I I think the fact that it is a personal, intimate space. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we when we first started doing this, and we had a couple performances, you know, when we would sit there in our front yard, I think the biggest thing is we would sit there and just go holy shit, this is a thing that we would see online or on t- TV, so to speak, and just go, this is a thing that, oh man, I wish we were there. Mm-hmm. Like this is an intimate setting. 
Um, this is a small group of people, mm-hmm. and they all are there 100% for this very inim- intimate performance. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's the biggest thing is like people came and they're seeing incredible artists. Um, not just like someone random in the neighborhood, not taken away from that or anything, but I think it was like these are guys we would go pay to go see. Mm. And we're sitting here in our lawn chairs with our cooler and our bottle of wine. We're sitting here in the grass mm. in someone's house. Well, I'm like, we're getting a private performance, mm-hmm. is what that comes across like. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I mean, that's the biggest thing. We would sit there week after week and just go, holy shit, this is in our front yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And versus, I'm like, we, you know, you know, we would go to whatever venue all the time. Mm-hmm. But you get you get what you expect out of that. But mm-hmm. there's, there's a certain thing about just going, hey, this guy, he's playing for a hundred of us mm-hmm. versus a thousand or more mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, a, there's a certain amount of... Uh, there's a certain amount of connection with that. Yeah, for sure. Where you're just going, oh shit, we're we're just here with these guys, mm-hmm. and they're playing for us, and it's a small group, and it yeah. just, like I said, it's it's well, it's a bit of a connection there. It sounds it sounds like you know intimacy. You yeah, know, it sounds like community. Yeah. It sounds like you know again th- this whole concept of the house concert from a musician standpoint is such that I get to bring people in closer. It's all about intimacy and it's all about this community, mm-hmm. not only of, of music lovers, but you know, we would all, a lot of the musicians would support the other musicians when they would show up, you know, and that, that's, that's what I miss from last year. And I think that that's the void that was filled by five Two Eight live was we're all here that, you know, you can strip away everything. You can take away the gigs. You can take the venues away. But at the end, we're just a community. We're a neighborhood. And, you know, we love music and, and, and we love community. And that's that's what it felt to me. So, Allison, what, do you, what is your take on how was 528 Live um, different? How would you differentiate yourself outside of that? whole you know physical structure and this and that but what did it mean for you oh gosh i mean everything honestly it it started off as a very selfishly we want live music and you know neighbors would come up and be like oh why why did you guys do this i'm like well i mean we we have free live music in our front yard every week that's pretty incredible and you and guys it, were right front row. Oh, I and, loved it. And we block could, off the whole yard. Yeah, you so could set your very, watch to where you guys were sitting COVID every time. Safe. Yeah, we're yeah. right here. Don't don't creep on our right. territory. <laughs> but it it very magically morphed into this like musicians bearing their souls on our patio and just being so much more vulnerable and real and authentic than I've ever seen any of you. And I've seen the vast, a lot of the people that performed on our porch, I've seen and paid to see live, and will absolutely do so again and again. But those are the musicians that we would have, and and it just brought it to this whole other level of, you know, you guys weren't performing, so the graciousness that you guys felt towards the crowd just was, I felt you could feel it, you could mm. just feel the energy that. You guys were connecting with the community and the community was so hungry for live music and just any type of feel of community or connection at that point that it just accidentally became such magic that, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that ultimately like in the beginning we we felt that that was what we wanted to build was like, let's have live music and people will come and it will be really cool. And then just before we knew it, we were like, oh my gosh, we built this really, really cool thing that's. Mm-hmm. way more intense than kind of what we intended it to be right. and and just brought so much happiness and joy to and togetherness in such yeah. a time when we weren't supposed to be together but it right. felt safe and right. just felt so i don't know i well, uh, th- there's a lot to, to to unpack with a lot of what you just said and and the first thing that comes to mind is you know um 528 was one of the first gig, like proper gigs, let's say, after everything shut down for me. And I remember getting rather emotional mm-hmm. on a number of occasions. Yeah. And 
I, you know, it didn't even didn't even matter what the song was, but there mm-hmm. was something so emotionally charged about those events. It, there were songs that I, like I almost didn't even get through, mm-hmm. you know, and it was that that connection that I missed specifically, um, but that that connection to community and people do love music and want to support music and what what a great platform that you guys created and literally it was your porch you know so uh we were able to feel this sense of of uh, neighborhood and community and love you know and that really trans or had an effect on me as a performer trying to keep my shit together uh because it, there was just this overwhelming sense of gratitude and not i mean my gratitude to you guys and to who showed up but i felt it back right and that was something that I hadn't felt in, in, mm-hmm. in months, you know, and trying to fix, fix that disconnect. I think 528 Live uh, did that. And I think for a lot of musicians in town, it was a, it was a moment of, here, remember this, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, yep. that's heavy, you know, heavy shit. Um, I have more questions, but we're going to take a break because okay. Nick, you're out. You're out. I am out. I'm almost out. I'm glad you know this out. <laughs> You know what? I'm not just. A, I'm not just. A, I don't. I just don't uh, just interview. I also bartend. No, I appreciate that. There's a reason you're I, one of my very. I, I appreciate people. the fact that you're uh, a very attentive host. <laughs> yes, I got my eye on all these beverages. Oh, all right, no, we'll take a break. You. We'll be right back. Okay. Haven't seen him for a year or so. So, welcome right. back. So, right, welcome back to the Hello, podcast. Hello, and here we are. Hello, smooth jazz. Everybody's got their smooth <laughs> jazz. Oh, 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 oh. Um, all right. So, how many shows <laughs> did Five Two Eight do? Do you have a number? Can you even? Re- I mean, it's a lot. Thirty-three. 33? I was going to go with 35. Okay, well, you're wrong. Oh, because you're including maybe when it transitioned. Maybe two that didn't happen, but no, it's 33. Did we end up at 33? Okay. Okay. That's fine. We had 33 shows over a year. We took the summer off when it got super duper hot. Right. All right, so you started... Oopsie. Do you remember... It's all good. (laughs) It's a mobile table. (laughs) Okay. Do you remember the... When was the first one? Oh, the very first show was you. No. No, it wasn't. No, no. Okay. It, it wasn't Brian. It, was. it wasn't Brian because, okay, I'm sorry. to be fair. The very first show was Miguel with Adam Armijo. Could was that it, be? It was Miguel and Adam. Yes. And then there was another week where I would say we, but I'll say Allison had to talk Brian and just gone, hey. Oh, hey, this no, is kind of you're right. This Bri- is kind of uh, Brian. No. This is kind of a cool thing. <laughs> you right. need to get kind of okay. you need to kind okay. of get your shit together. Yeah, you're right. and I feel like you need to show up at our party. So first show ever was literally happened because Erica was sick of me bitching about how nobody would do a porch concert at my house, and I had such a great idea, and nobody would do it. Blah, blah, and, blah. and this is April or May this of last year. March. Literally, I started in March. It finally happened the very end of March. Yeah. was our first show. Okay. So I, th- I think we honestly, babe, I think we bleed into April. But okay. March was full conversations. Okay. So mm. was April? April. The first show? April was the first show. Okay. Okay. First show ever. Miguel Malgoza, one of my favorite humans. Yeah. Come on. And he's kind Adam. of a. He's kind of a Phil Collins badass. Oh, if he's you think kind of a big us. deal. Yeah. He's a, Incredible, beautiful human. human. I was gonna say sexy beast, and then I was hey. like, Nick's here. I don't hey. like it. Hey. I know. No. I love hey. Miggy. I know everyone loves oh, Miggy. The whole town loves not? Miggy. It's and true. Adam but Armijo, I mean, Adam Armijo, incredible guitar player, guitar Maybe. god, and those yeah. skinny legs. God damn it, <laughs> he's so incredible. <laughs> So those okay, two, hold on. First, right. okay, first show was Miggy and Adam. Miggy and Adam, two and fucking assassins, by the way. Assassins, and yes. honestly, we probably had fifteen people show up, and it was no, magic. No, 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 no. We we probably had thirty people show. up. Okay, I'm sorry. Fifteen people? No, that's no. unacceptable. We probably yeah. had 30, 40 people show up. No, you're right, because then it was like, oh wait, 
This is the thing. Everyone yes. looked at me and went, oh, holy yes. shit, Allison. Okay. You're not crazy. Now, my next question is this. Uh, well, two, it's a two-part question. Nick, I want you to take notes on this. Okay. Um, how did you market this? How did you market this kind of pop-up venue? That's the first question. Second question, uh, I've already forgotten. So let's just start with the first question. First question. Yeah. Okay, so I marked it on Nextdoor and And what our, I don't even so I don't know what that so is. So Nextdoor is a neighborhood app. It's like Facebook for your neighborhood. And literally it's just, hey, I lost my dog, or hey, were those gunshots or fireworks? That's pretty much the gist. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. Is is this gunshots or fireworks? Yeah. Hey, it's Memorial Day. <laughs> it's fourth of July. <laughs> I it's live New at Year's I Eve. live at Twelfth Street in Cambridge. Was that boom gunshots? Be or like, fireworks? hey, was that an AK forty seven? Oh, or no, some it's, it's my son's graduation. <laughs> there are fireworks. Oh, yeah. no, no graduations tonight. Definitely gunshots. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the gist. I'm just, yeah. And so that's just, that's, uh, I, again, I don't know what this is. So no, I, yeah. you you get the Nextdoor app. And I it, literally joined the day of the four, the first porch concert and posted, I'm having a porch, co- I'm having a concert on my front porch. And you I should want you come. to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's my address. Um, Here's some cool graphics. These are the guys that are coming. I swear they're badass and you won't be disappointed. Bring some snacks bring and some your, beverages. Yeah, bring whatever you want. Yeah, bring a blanket. Bring your favorite beverage and some snacks. And then yeah. I posted the same thing on a neighborhood Facebook group that we have. Just a willing okay. Facebook group. Hey, I'm having a concert in my front yard. You guys should come. Yeah. And yeah, so like Nick said, 30 or 40 people came. And um, I can't remember if we had a Venmo set up at that point. Did we? We didn't. I don't think no, so. So we I think people like tipped we did not. cash. I mean, the next I, morning, someone dropped off like a $50 bill at our house. Yeah. And like people tipped and it yeah. was, and we kind of went, oh my God, this is the thing. Like people yeah. are interested and they want to be here for this. So mm-hmm. and, and so you had that one experience and then you decide. Oh, fuck. This is the thing. We're going to do this. Every Saturday. Every, what? I'm sorry. At the time, what else are we doing? Well, not a goddamn thing. Right. So. Right. Also, nobody else's. So let's just let's just do this. Let's right. fuck it. We're in. All right. Let's so you've it. never booked music before in your life. No. But I you mean, have, I'm in marketing. My yeah. background is in marketing. I've always been in marketing. So. But you had you had you had a network of musicians that you were connected to. Just on a friend basis, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now you book you booked from the end, or let's say beginning of April, until it got too hot, which was what end of June. Um, we yes. st- yeah stopped at the end of June. Yeah, mm-hmm. took the summer off, mm-hmm. and then started back up in end of f- September in the fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. end of I don't know what that is. I grew up in Arizona. There's not a fall. There's, here, there's not a fall. No, no, the the fall we'll just call it September so end, end October. Of se- end of September is <laughs> yeah. when we started back up. Was it cooler? No, right. It wasn't. Was it and still super hot as shit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was fall. And then all right. So over the course of of last year and the beginning of this year. You hosted thirty three concerts, mm-hmm. and and all right. So, I mean, not to get too much into the into the personal business, but bring it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Bring what did you do last weekend? No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> I, okay. Turn the mic off. We already okay. talked about that. <laughs> turn the mic off. Yeah. <laughs> Can that be like a separate yes, after it's, dark? It's a bonus. It's so we good. have, it's we, like have kids. Ex- we can't talk about it's we, like an no, no, explicit just, yeah it has to be like an x-rated okay. you need a password kind right. of a podcast got you so you do so you do a number of these shows on your porch at some point you have to change location and you're starting to build i mean you know if it, nick says there's 30 people 40 people it definitely grew bigger than that oh gosh by the end of it yeah i mean Anywhere from a hundred to a couple hundred people. I mean, yes. we at towards the very end, we had a show where was like it Nola's? Nola, it was Nola. Oh were, my god! I, I swear to God, there. I mean, you there came was, to that I show came by to the show. There were a few hundred. People I would say two hundred fifty people dancing people. in the street. People dancing. I could in the yard. barely even drive down the right. street. Yes. And, and I was getting looks like I'm fucking. Like around. you're the jerk for yeah, interrupting you, the street. You, you were the asshole, right? Yeah. Now. And yeah. I was like. Sweetheart, I'm just trying to fucking park my car so I can hang at the show, you know? So it went from 30, let's say, let's go conservative numbers, Mm -hmm. 30 people to to like 250 people street fair style. 
Right. Oh my God, that show. It was bananas. I So at every single show, every Saturday, I would literally look at Nick and I would go, holy shit, this is our house. Yeah. This is our life. Yeah. Like, and just tears and goosebumps and just blown away that we had built something so magical. But that show, I went, holy fuck. Yes. I can't believe the cops aren't here. I could not believe it. Like, the fact that that show went, and they went over. Like, we right. had scheduled them five mm-hmm. to seven. They probably played till eight. Would just, I mean, I'm surprised people weren't flashing themselves for beads <laughs> at the end. Like, it was insane. It there, was bananas. There was a caterer that brought, like, gumbo and jambalaya and stuff. And awesome. at, the, at the break. They sold out oh, at the yeah. mid at Before the mid the break, break, at the break, I was like, "Okay, we, let's we go buy to go some have some food." food. Like <laughs> they were out. We've had some booze here. Let's go soak it up with some food from the caterer. And he's like, "Oh my god, we sold we're, out." We're I'm sold like, out. What? Yeah. Like, Next time, can you save some food for us, please? <laughs> I mean, just to see the progression over the course of thirty shows oh. is incredible, oh. and it became a fucking thing. It became no. a thing, Brian. Like, I mean, I, I and not think, just. Uh, and, oh. And not just folks from your street. Like, I got word from friends who are traveling yeah. 15, 20 minutes to come hang, yeah. you know, and to be a part of this thing. Like, I it wasn't happening. It all over. Yeah. Like, it no, became I mean, such more of a thing than I ever anticipated. I just very selfishly wanted to hear you guys keep playing in my right. front yard and yeah. then share it with the neighbors and have a way to support all the musicians that I so dearly love. And then it just became this super magical, like, inclusive community bring people together like oh gosh like we had neighbors tell us like my wife had my wife got diagnosed with cancer in february so right after covid started we we haven't seen our kids we haven't seen our grandkids we literally couldn't go to the grocery store but the one thing that we did do was come to your house every saturday because it felt safe Right. And being at your house is the thing that saved us. That is the thing that got us through the most terrible year of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it was like no, week I after mean, week hearing stories like that just, I mean, blew our minds. was way, way, way bigger than anything we ever would have thought that we would have built when we first started. No, I think there was a certain part of us which was... Um, you know, I'll say Allison's initial idea, which turned into, there's a certain part of it, which is super selfish for us, which was like, Hey, we, we have a concert in our front yard every week. Um, but then as we talked to neighbors and people we would meet on a weekly basis, which was just the community and Mm -hmm. everybody around needed this. Mm -hmm. And we had so many conversations of people coming up and just going, Hey, this is like, this is the thing that we looked forward to on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it was like, it was family related. Um, and I mean, there was, there was illness situations where across the street, she said her father passed away and it was literally the worst week of her life. And she was just going, Hey, you know what? This is the worst, the worst week in my life. I am looking forward. I know that I have this coming up. I'm going to go sit in your front yard or across the street. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to music from these incredible artists. I'm, I'm too far away. You're too far yeah. away. Am I, am I too far away? Yeah, yeah get in there. Get, in your, get deep put your, that mic, babe. Put should I get, get in here? Put your lip on the top so, of it. <laughs> but also, yeah, so she said like, also, that was the thing that no, got her through seriously, the yeah. most like we had terrible week that, of her life yeah. was yeah, knowing I that mean, she had our porch to come to. Right. And just knowing that mm-hmm. incredible musicians were going to be there, just right. Just like that's the thing that got me through the worst week of my entire yep. life was coming to your knowing I'd got, get to go to your concert, and that just man, you can't no. Just nothing feeds your soul like that. Right. Like live music and hearing that from the right. community, just right. ugh, we, all we, the feels. We had people reach out to us. So many people that were just like, "Hey, I mean, everything from hey, I just moved to town." And I moved downtown and during COVID and then I found out about what you guys were doing. That was the thing they looked forward to every week. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, we, we went on walks, like listen, like reading these emails and mm-hmm. literally had to stop and just like, just absorb mm-hmm. that information of like mm-hmm. how much this meant to people, like yeah. having, 
live performers. Um, and that that's the only thing people had going on. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, we all know how important, like how much of an impact live music is on all of us. But to have a scenario where we had people going just like, no, this is the only thing I had going on. Yeah. I would, I didn't have any friends here, things like that to where there's just like, we went to your house or I went to your house every mm-hmm. week and I knew that is what we had going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just going, we got to, I got to sit there and listen to live music. It just, I, I mean, I can't like we've shed tears over this just oh, going so many magical, beautiful tears. Yeah, absolutely. So today I'm going to, I knew yeah. you were going to talk, but I'm going to say this. So today I have this new classic rock radio station that I listen to, and I really love it. There's so a I, new classic rock radio station? I don't know if it's new, but I just found it. I just found it on my radio in my car because I, I don't have, like, Bluetooth or whatever. You, you do, though. No, I don't. Okay. I mean, no, my car is real old, boo, so I don't. But So I have class, I have just a regular whatever radio. And I found this station that I love, and it was kind of fuzzy, and then my mom was riding my car last week, and she was like, well, maybe try to go up or down a little bit. And then I went up, and I was like, oh, my God, it's not fuzzy anymore. <laughs> so I have this station that I love. I remember the first time I listened to the radio. Oh, my God. That's you know. how radio stations <laughs> work, is how... you just tune in. Turn the dial. Thank God right. I'm cute. Just turn yeah. the clock. It's a good thing. <laughs> For real. So, okay, I'm so I listen to it on my computer. This is a great story, babe. I I swear to God it's going to get good. I'm, <laughs> Brian? I'm, I have faith. Brian, thank you. Yes. I love you. Yes. So I'm listening to the Classic Rock Station today while I'm working. I'm in my office. Yeah. And Buffalo Springfield comes on. Mm. For what it's worth. Mm. I, I know literally, I know you do. Yeah. I you, literally Start to cry. No. Not because it's Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth. But? Because Brian Chartran, Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth. Look at my arms right now. Goosebump City. Goosebump City. Brian Chartran. It's true. <laughs> Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth is a porch concert highlight for yeah. me. <laughs> that, you guys just jam so hard yeah, with we, Lamar yeah. and Todd, Todd Chuba. Yeah. Like, yeah. Such motherfucking magic with that song. And yeah. the whole night, every night, every time you guys came, you brought it. But that song. So to hear Buffalo Springfield singing that today, it was yeah. just like, I literally started crying at my desk. Well, I'm supposed to be doing like marketing bullshit. Like, and I'm crying over the magic of porch concerts. Yes. And how incredible it yeah. was to have you singing that song Aww. in our. At our house. It was yeah. just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, let's take a short break. Just a very short one. Nick, what do you think? I think we should take a short break <laughs> to I think he's gonna... refill my beverage. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. You're already... Okay. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to um, drink some it's water. It's a situation. Riddle me this. Is the housing market super crazy right now? Let me just... I'm sorry. Let me just. I'm gonna answer it. Yes, it is. It is. What you need is the Engstrom team. That's Becky, Carrie, and Kate. This is a mother-daughter real estate team with Coldwell Banker Realty. They helped me find my place four years ago. Now, geez, I can't even imagine. They know what's up. They've been selling in this market for 25 years. Come on, let Becky, Carrie, and Kate walk you through is it the right time to buy is it the right time to sell who knows check them out you can call them 480-250-1936 do it get educated you did these 33 shows you have created this uh, momentum you not only changed from the original location, you went across the street, and then you got another house on another street, the next street up, and then what happens? Okay, so we Lay moved. It out. We found, we found out, a better house. Yeah. We had a great house that we loved, and we found another house that had been more recently remodeled, or mm-hmm. just remodeled, and had an additional bedroom. So is, we that, just, is that important? Whatever. No, 
cut it out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop staring at me. You're freaking me out. Okay, I'm going to look over here. Yeah, yeah look, but still talk into the look thing. Over there. Okay. Yeah. But don't. Oh, sorry. Both my hands are on the mic. Both hands on the mic. Oh, my. So much editing for Brian. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay. So we moved. Yeah, we found a house that suited our family better. It was one street north, literally three houses away. Yeah. Yes. So we decided we're going to move. And one of our neighbors, who is also a friend of ours and a big, big supporter mm, of five. A friend of ours? Oh, I mean, I had a thing for him. Okay. <laughs> there okay. it is. There okay. It is. okay. Okay. That's what he wanted. That's <laughs> like, that felt aggressive. I wasn't even looking at you. It, was, it wasn't aggressive, eyes. but I felt like there was some missing information <sighs> from there. Chris is so great and very yeah. handsome. Wait, so, who? Chris, the neighbor across the street. So we decided we were moving four houses down and our neighbor, Chris. Oh, shit. I didn't even know we were talking about the same neighbor. I thought we were talking about somebody else. There's so many neighbors. There's so many handsome neighbors. <laughs> I, didn't e- I didn't even realize who Chris was for a second because I didn't realize we were not. talking about we are, the right handsome uh, neighbor. Very much the youngest in our neighborhood. And Chris is, you know. So anyway. Chris is what? I'm feeling very flustered right now. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so. Okay. So you move so from we, we your place decide we're from moving five to, to a house. Across the street. We're going to move three houses away right. onto the street just north of us. Right. But it's going to take us a second to move. And so our very gracious neighbor, who's also very handsome, offered to host shows at his house for a minute. Yeah. He, he was like, I don't, I can't do it for long, but I'll host a couple shows over there. That's so, great. And he was a fan of what oh, you guys were doing. Oh, he was such a Absolutely. fan and loved our shows, came to them all the time. And like built a, a, built a thing. Oh my gosh, he exceeded our expectations. So every yeah. week, Chris would build this incredible stage and then Sunday morning would take it down so that his grass wouldn't die. And then right. the next Saturday, it would be even bigger and better and more incredible than the week before. Yeah. Was this Chris your Saturday boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. the yeah. that's the one. Just yeah, so we're that's, clear, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I wish I five four one. I think that's his address. <laughs> is that yeah. five? Is that, yeah. No, I feel yeah. like you know his exact address. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. So, Chris, my friend, my your friend, <laughs> Saturday lover. Okay, my Saturday honestly. lover. Honestly. Oh my God, this is derailed into <laughs> such a terrible direction. But also, I mean, he's real handsome. So. Chris offered Jesus to host Christ, the shows. Babe. We did three shows at Chris's house, which honestly were three of our very best shows. It was Palo Brea, yep. Vinyl Station, yeah. mm-hmm. and Nola's. Absolutely. Nola's was 100%, like you said, it was 100% a street fair. Yeah. Where it was like the community came together. Yeah. And everybody had a true concert experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dancing in the street, dancing, dancing. in people's front yards. It was amazing. It was incredible. Yep. And I looked at Nick and went, "Holy fuck! I can't believe the <laughs> cops aren't here." Like, if okay, every Stay week tuned. for yep. thirty-three weeks, I thought, "I can't believe the cops aren't here." But like, I mean, every week I thought, "Oh, this might be the week we get shot down." But that week, I was shocked that they weren't there. Yeah, yeah. That week, we absolutely would have warranted it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so pause. Now you move to your new location. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have a couple shows. We have one show. We have one amazing, just super mellow, great show. Yeah. yeah. JTM3. Yeah. JTM3. Jay Allen and the gang. Yeah. 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 Super great. Yeah. And it was during that show that what no, happened? No, nothing. no, no. Everything was cool. Everything was great. Everything we have was our great. second show. Which was? Leon, Leon Santiago. Santiago. Mm. So during the Leon Santiago show, one hour and 50 minutes into the two hours Out of the set, two hour show. No shit. The police show up. And we are okay, not. The police show up is in two. Three squad cars, seven police officers show up yes. and literally point to Nick and I and give us a finger. Like get and the fuck not, over And not here. even a, just a, hey, we need to figure hey, out what's, what's going on here. here. But are... points at us and just goes. Like they know hey, who you are. You two right there sitting in those two chairs right there. They know. Oh, they a hundred percent. All right, so break this down. Break this event Le- down for yeah, me. Yeah, okay. I'm just gonna let you guys do this thing. I might go uh, cook a. Uh, do your do your thing. I don't know what that is, but yes. Okay, so um, the Friday before our Saturday show, we 
got a message on Instagram from someone that said, Hey, as a fellow neighbor, not as somebody on the Willow board, I wanted to message you and let you know that we had a Willow board meeting this week and porch concerts, your porch concerts were on the agenda, which, and the agenda is a publicly posted thing. Like it's on Facebook and stuff. And we were not on the agenda or we would have attended those meetings, but typically they're about like traffic flow and, you know, graffiti or whatever bullshit's happening in the neighborhood. Like, nothing serious that we need to attend. So we, we don't ever go. We, I literally have never been on a neighborhood board meeting, but that board meeting, we were a topic of conversation. So somebody messages us and says, yeah, five to eight was, uh, brought up in the, uh, meeting last night. Uh, pub, what's, what's that guy called, babe? A uh, public action officer. It is a community, Commu- community, community action officer, Harris. Yes. Mm. Um, was a part of the meeting and was told was told the community that he had authority from his lieutenant to come to the porch concert to shut us down to cite us um and what was and the citation so we didn't actually receive a citation but so oh. there so there was a back agenda to shut us sure. down so Sounds there was like a it. public you know so then we were super upset on Friday when we heard from the neighbor that there was a meeting that we weren't a part of mm. because then ultimately there was an email that had gone out to literally everybody on the street except for Nick and I. Literally every house in the 500 block of Palm Lane Jesus. got an email saying, oh, we're going to talk about porch concerts. Um, hope you can make it to the hmm. meeting. And Nick and I were not on the that mm-hmm. so so whatever so uh was it because they wanted to keep you out or was it because you weren't part of the thing i mean i mean we feel very much like it was because they wanted to keep us out because we have friends on the board we knew right. people on the board nobody thought or wanted to include us right. it, it felt very much like an a like a vindictive event mm-hmm. agenda mm-hmm. Uh, they claimed after the fact that that wasn't the case that, you know, we could have attended, but even though we hmm. didn't know we were on the agenda or we, I mean, we absolutely would have. Right. Right. So ultimately during the Leon Santiago show, uh, the police show up and they, they say somebody down the street complained because there's cars parking in front of their house. Mm-hmm. Not a complaint of the music, not anything but, like that. But is that, is that a finable offense? So we weren't fine day of. We talked to the police officer and tried to like tr- kind of troubleshoot. Like, what's yeah. the issue? Why what's were you happening? called here? Right. And they said like, well, people were jaywalking. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Your car is parked too close to the corner. And I had reached out to the city of Phoenix and like talked to the um, like street department and like asked them about um, like how how can I like, Hey, we just moved. I'm worried about traffic and like how to keep the community safe. Like what can I do? And so I got like pointers from the city on how to make our event super safe and yeah. stuff. So we had just spent $200 on parking cones to like block off our neighbors, the people across the street and the houses just down the street from us to, so nobody can park there. So the crowd would be close to the houses to mm-hmm. keep everybody like condensed and super safe. Right. So right. I don't know. So that, so when the police showed up, they said, you have too many people in your front yard. And that's said, not a thing. That's not a thing. So we right. said, it's how many people is too many people? And they said, oh, five people. I'm like, well, I right. mean, and, we and have five children. Can we not have right. dinner in our front yard? Right. Like, uh, and I, I was like, literally, uh, I'm sorry, a bunch of 60-year-olds drinking Chardonnay in our front yard is a police-worthy mm-hmm. event. And where does it stand now? All right, so it's clear that there's a bunch of like bullshit charges you know so yeah so So now we're now where are we when can we expect 528 to come back so so we were not fine that day and then maybe two weeks later we got a 500 dollars response police response fee in the mail yeah so so we we actually we actually did not get a ticket for anything in particular right i think i feel like that's an important thing to say right we we didn't get a ticket Mm. but what we did get is we got a 500 dollars response fee for the police simply showing up. That's a thousand percent so that, bullshit. So, so that means, hey, we couldn't charge you with anything. Right. We're just charging you show, for showing the fuck up. Right. That's such bullshit. Which is, which is complete also, bullshit. Which is complete bullshit. Right. That's like in a traffic traffic ticket and also going, hey, I know we charge you $250 for going 60 and 45. 
we're also going to charge, charge you for, for the cop pulling you right. over. We pulled you over. Essentially, yeah. Yes. So okay, where is but, it now? Okay. So right now we are contest. Okay. Okay. Immediately after that happened and we got the police response fee, fine in the mail, I posted it on Instagram and somebody reached out and he was an incredible pe- person and said, I've come to your shows. I'm an attorney and I would love to fight this. I would love to stick it to the man and tell them, you know, blah, it's not blah, even, blah. but I'm sorry, it's not even sticking it to the man. It's just, what is the, what is the legal yeah, precedent like, for what you're doing? He's like, what you built is so beautiful to have them show up and shut you down. Cause the cop said, if you, we asked them point blank, can we do another show? What if we do it at a different location? Maybe this corner house on the new street, maybe the new street's not welcoming. Cool. Right. Cool. Can we go back to our old street? We right. have neighbors that from our old street that said they would just host it there permanently. Right. And the cop said, if you do another show, we will find you a thousand dollars. So this attorney said, we would, I would love to represent you pro bono. I'd love to stick it to the man. Fuck them. And we were like, mm. yeah, you're hired. I mean, also you're pro bono. So that's totally within our budget. <laughs> also, we have a hearing soon. Yeah. And, um, I can't wait to hear. Oh, fuck. I'll go in and uh, sit in the thing and like, so uh, it's a zoom. I'll give you the login. Cause I would, yes. I actually would really love I it. I think if that you people should be there. I will post about it. Cause I would love, love, love the great. community. Support I think that that should be because a part of the fucking thing for me. The most, terribly beautiful part was when we got shut down mm-hmm. and all right. the feedback right and all, the, all support, the love all yeah. the love yeah which we felt all along but just especially at the end just you know just so many people vocal about how we brought them together and and just that we were the thing that got them through covid and that yeah. the musicians were the thing and and then to feel all the love from the musicians what we felt yeah. all along but to just right. man everybody rallied and that was so incredible and just it exceeded any expectation a year ago that i ever had and just blew my mind like if i mean i hope that 528 comes back and we Mm -hmm. can morph into something else magical but if we don't fuck we had had one hell of a run like (laughs) no we had brian chartrand who Tours the world and has played okay. Carnegie Hall. Yeah. We had okay. Kim Weston, who's one of my most um, best. I mean, she's kind. Of, she's kind of a. Ba- she's kind of a babe. Miss, she's a babe. No, Misty I, Boys. I mean, yeah. She played our house, and two days later was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Like, yeah. Every fucking week, I was like, I cannot believe the talent that we are able to book. It's yeah. insane to me. It was just. Such a magical thing, and yeah. we couldn't have done it without you guys just being willing and able and loving us. And well, mm-hmm. I love you guys. <sighs> I appreciate Cheers to you, Brian Chartrand. I appreciate what you guys uh, brought to the the community, and uh, I have a feeling that the the story isn't done. No, I'm pretty is, sure it's not done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that 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 was a taste of what is to come. Um, yes. But love you guys. Thanks we for coming you, over to the crib, and uh, and thanks for sharing your stories. And and um, I hope that I get to play five two eight again. So. Oh, it's, nothing it's, would make it's, my heart happier. It's gonna, it's <laughs> gonna real. happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> like goosebumps thinking about it. Just all time uh, love you guys. I love you. All right. Love you so much. All right. Cheers. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk again. Thank you, Mr. Chartrand. Thank mm. you, Brian Chartrand. Love you guys. We love you more. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody. You can have it if you really want it. So there have been some developments since we recorded this podcast, and I reached out to Allison for an update. This is what she said. She thought that the court date went really well. It was Allison and their attorneys on a Zoom call. And on the city of Phoenix side, it was just the lady, a lady, from the auditor's department. Interesting to note that the the cop who shut down the party wasn't even on the Zoom call. We thought it was a totally clear-cut case. After about a month, Allison and Nick get a ruling from the judge, which unfortunately was not in their favor. They told their loyal fans about the judgment, and, and in literally one day, they raised enough money to pay for the fine. They really hope uh, to do more shows. Uh, clearly, it can't be at their house, but they're hoping to put something together. But currently, they're just enjoying their their free Saturdays and reveling in the fact that they built something really fucking incredible. 
They can't thank the fans of 528 enough, and they hope to bring more shows to the community as soon as possible. Let's all hope that that happens. So slowly go.